And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. As always, on Friday afternoons, around about this time, we introduce Luke Smith from uh, Envision Financial. He's with us in the studio. And uh, g'day, how are you? Mate, good to see you back. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back for a little while anyway. Yeah, a little fleeting visit. <laughs> Well, it's a little bit more than that. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, you got any plans for the week, uh, for the week ahead with uh, Christmas, New Year? Look, what I are think, you doing? I think it's just trying to keep two little girls' expectations in check. Good luck with um, that. Actually, let's make it three, two little girls and a, and a, and a, and a wife. <laughs> um, you know, but we do our best as, as husbands, don't we? So I think it'll be... Um, very exciting and very adventurous and um, there will probably be lots of smiling and lots of laughing and probably lots of crying. Um, and you'll be doing lots of drinking? Well, hopefully, yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, been, a, it's been a very long year and it's nice to sort of bring it to a close and, and sort of refresh for next year and then sort of, you know, all gas, no brakes in a February and, um, and roll on for another one. So. Yeah. Okay, well, of course, this time of the year or a little later, we, mm. we sort of tend to... So I think I'll make a New Year's resolution. And my yes. New Year's resolution is quite simple. Don't make any New Year's resolutions. I'm with you. Simple. So uh, I guess we can turn that into the, the area of finance and mm. New Year's resolutions for finance. What should people start thinking about as they head into the New Year or New Year's Eve when it comes to their money? Yeah, look, I think everybody's been through quite a lot financially and especially this year with rising interest rates the general cost of everything going through the roof and, and things getting more and more expensive. I think the, the, the first thing people should consider or keep in mind is be realistic and don't try and overshoot because I find that people make New Year's resolutions like this, whether mm. it's going to the gym or saving this amount of money or buying this car or buying this property or whatever it may be financially, make it attainable but involve a little bit of pain and suffering to get it. Because I think if you make things too easy, you become disengaged and don't focus all of your energies into something. And I, and I think that's, you know, that's, a, that's a good rule of thumb across the board in anything. So set a goal that I think is, is attainable, but you know it will take a little bit of pain and suffering because without consequence, I think people struggle to stay on track and and the one thing I've seen over the last 12 months dealing with everybody that's come in is that as silly as this sounds people with good cash flow have the most problems really sticking to something mm. yeah a lot of people come in and say oh I make I don't this have that worry <laughs> <laughs> I make this and I earn that and I'll say to them well what do you save uh I don't know or as a proportion of what they earn it won't be enough mm. And that's why I say, if you can bring some consequence into your life, um, and, and it sounds like a negative, but it's actually a positive in the sense that you need something just to train your focus. Mm. And I liken it to buying a new car or getting a new pair of shoes. Anything that people go and acquire, you might save for or really like and want to get. Because you're focused on that, you'd be amazed how many of those cars you see. I like that car, I'm going to buy one. And all of a sudden, they're everywhere. Mm. You know, and it might be the same for the ladies buying shoes or a dress. No, or it's the same with blokes buying cars. I've got one sitting out there right now. <laughs> exactly the same thing, three months old. Yeah, there you go. So all of a sudden, you're driving around and you see that. And I think you need that, that, that consequence and that focus to stay positive about your actions. And I think if you're going to set a goal or, or a New Year's Eve resolution, set one that's, that's, that's going to 
require some focus and some consequence. And that might be additional savings. That might be a new savings account. That might be additional money into super. It might be, you know, a slightly bigger loan to buy an asset that forces you to change your spending behavior mm -hmm. because you've created consequence. You've taken a portion of your earnings and you've forced it into A, B, C, D, or E. And you've really got to stay focused on your spending because you know you have a new obligation that you need to fund. Mm. And I think that is the greatest way for people with good cash flow and, and people in general, but people with good cash flow don't have any consequence and they come in, shrug their shoulders and go, ah, oh, next month, next quarter, next year, and get to the end of the year and save nothing. So I think add some consequence, build in a little bit of pain that'll focus your attention, but make it attainable. Don't try and set a goal that is one your friends have set because you don't know the resources that they are playing with. And I think this is something else that I've seen a lot of this year mm -hmm. is costs have gone up. So discretionary spending has come under pressure at, at all levels and people have been disenfranchised because their friends have done this, this or this. Mm. And I have people all the time come in and say, well, my friends did this, my friends went there on holidays, my friends bought that. Don't worry about that. You don't know what they're working with. So to peg yourself or compare yourself to them without having a thorough understanding of their financial resources you could potentially be setting yourself up to fail. You mm. may also be selling yourself short. You don't know what's going on in their world. So set a goal that's great for you. Set a goal that's attainable but will create some pain, as I said. Build some consequence into your life. And if you're going to do that, automate it. If you can automate it, mm -hmm. automate it. Mm -hmm. Because automation is the key to repetition and it stops you from forgetting and if you forget, you go, oh, well, I'll do it next month. I didn't do it. Oh, well, it's all too hard now. And it falls by the wayside. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about that because, you know, sometimes, and I'm, I'm probably an offender where I say, oh, you know, I see something on TV, some gadget or something, and I can't live another minute unless I have it. <laughs> when I, get, oh, I, I relate, I don't worry. <laughs> I didn't really need that after all. You know? So I hear what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's where, you know, in light of what's been going on with, with the cost of living, have a, have a good clean out. If you're having a break over Christmas and you have a mosey around the garage and see this, that and the other, think about selling it. Mm. Like there's a huge market. There's not many platforms. You've got Facebook Marketplace, you've got eBay, you've got all these places where you can readily sell things. If you're walking around the garage, you know, having a beer or a wine and, and, and look up and go, oh, I haven't worn that in six months. Oh, I haven't put that on. I don't need that anymore. Oh, that went with that vehicle, but I've sold it. Look at selling it. Mm. Get it online. Get some money. Clean out the garage. Make some cash because people will buy anything. Right? It's, it's, it's amazing what people will pay for stuff and it's amazing what you think is, oh, I'm going to throw that out. You could actually sell it and get some good money for it. So I think that's a great one for the, for, for the New Year's break. It may not be a New Year's resolution, but mm. I think be a little bit more focused on what you have to be able to potentially sell and use for other things that could then help you attain that goal or fund that toy or buy that car or whatever it may be because we all we all amass stuff and we could race out and buy something yep. and go oh that wasn't what i thought it was yeah. okay well don't just throw it in a drawer just sell it or better still really have a look at your own 
motivations to say, do I really need it in the first place before I buy it? Yeah, oh, look, exactly yeah. right. I think we can all, we're all guilty of racing out and, and, and buying things on a whim. Um, and I said last week, you know, don't do your Christmas shopping after nine beers um, because that'll get really expensive. Um, you know, so these sorts of things are important because we, we start the new year with the best of intentions, just yeah. like going to the gym. Oh, I'm going to lose this much weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whatever it may be. Consistency always wins. And, and, and I can't stress that enough. If That's you true. are consistent and you grind and you stick with something, you're going to have weeks where you save heaps. You're going to have weeks where you save nothing. And the washing machine will blow up and your daughter will need braces or your husband will need this or you'll need that. And you go, wow, I could throw this in and say it's all too hard. Or I could just keep grinding away. Because the longer you do that, the greater the opportunity and the potential for you to get to the end of the year mm-hmm. this time next year and go, I did achieve that. Well, I guess the same thing too. I mean, if you have been stacking a little bit more away and the proverbial does hit the fan seriously for yeah. some reason, at least you can draw on that too. Rather than, rather than having to race around trying to, 100%. how the hell am I going to pay for this? Exactly, because interest rates are up, you know, like things are very expensive. Yeah. And if you're pulling out of offset accounts, it costs a lot more to replace mm. that money at the moment on an after-tax basis. So I think it's it's really, really good that, that the people do this sort of stuff. And if you're going to set a goal, the, the, the last part about that I would say is set short-term goals. Mm-hmm. Don't set 12-month goals. Right? Nobody can stick to that. If you're going to say, right, from the 1st of January, I'm going to do X, do it for three months and then and then have a point of reflection or measurement after three months. If you need to do it every four weeks to stay engaged, do it every four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to, say, the end of the first quarter and say, well, I was going to do this much in a year, I did that much in the first three months. Mm-hmm. Did I, didn't I achieve it? If I did, do I change it? But stay engaged with short-term goals because you can then reward yourself for reaching that goal and stay engaged in the process because a 12-month goal can be, you know, you can become disenfranchised very easily because it's it's, it's too far down the road and and too unattainable. Mm -hmm. Short-term goals, review them, execute them, and then reward yourself if you hit them because then you can set your next one. Mm, Exactly. Okay, we're at the halfway mark. Let's take a break. And uh, come back, we're talking to uh, Luke Smith, as we do every Friday afternoon at this time. Luke, of course, from Envision Financial. Back in the team. And we're talking with uh, Luke Smith from Envision Financial. And uh, we're talking about New Year's resolutions for your finances. And I guess uh, we've spoken about the, the hard cash type of thing, or mm. the, uh, the, the soft cash. Yeah. If any cash is left these days, <laughs> which takes us on to our next thing about credit cards. That's what people are using these days. Mm. It's amazing how many people don't like to accept cash anymore. Yeah, look, it's quite um, it's it's quite amazing. So, um, mm, so it does raise the question how how people can make the most out of their credit cards over Christmas. That could be a trap. Yeah, look, very much so. And I think again about we we, we touched you know last week on being prepared and being organised and making a list and, and knowing what you're going to buy. Um, but I think if you want to try and reduce the temptation of of just reverting to the credit card, think about lowering the limit. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good sort of first cab out of the ranks is if you've got a crazy limit because the banks love giving us, you know, you can yeah. have this and that and you can buy the world and even if you don't need it. The temptation is that the pay wave and tapping and, you know, book, book, book in a shop mm-hmm. gives you no ability to track anything um, and it's, it's very easy for that to get out of control. So I'd reduce the limit. I'd ensure that your credit card is tied to an offset account or a redraw facility or a bank account that you use so that 
there's no chance that you forget to make the payment. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a really, you know, that's a mistake for young players that, yeah. you know, trying to remember the credit card date, when it's due, how much is due and making that payment. Have an automatic sweep out of a bank account if you can, just so that you don't incur any sort of penalty interest unnecessarily, even though you may have the cash sitting in a bank account that you could use to pay that card off. So I think reduce your limit and link a bank account to to the credit card so that it's swept out of somewhere. Um, I think also then if you can look at where and how you use it, I know we've talked about trying to use cash in the past and it's getting increasingly difficult, which I think is – I don't think that's a positive thing. No, um, neither do I. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, because it's it's something that gives people greater control over being able to, you know, go to the shops with cash and say, right, I'm going to spend this tonight, not three times that by accident. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I've always been a big advocate of shopping with cash because it keeps you engaged with that shopping that's experience right. mm. and, again, creates some consequence. Oh, my wallet's empty. Okay, I'm going home. Not boop, boop, boop and keep rolling Mm. you know so the temptation is that you know you keep doing things outside of your best laid plans and i think the removal of cash puts uh, you know a a greater stress on your ability to track things um if you do end up with credit cards that have got maxed out move very quickly to try and either sweep them out of an offset or if you need to roll them to an interest-free card and buy yourself six or 12 months so that you're not accruing interest at 15, 16, 18, 19, 21%, do that. Um, Jump online and find out what you can do because there are a number of ways to try and make the most of interest-free periods so that Mm. you can actually pay things down over time. Um, And I think if you try and make sure you understand how your card works, I find that the greatest challenge that most people have is oh, it, gets, it gets used and it gets paid and it's due, but I don't really know when it's due for what amount. If you can understand your statement and understand how your card works, um, you know, that's a great way mm. to do it. What about people who've got jobs where they can do salary sacrifice and this sort of thing? Yeah, well, you know, if you work for um, especially a benevolent organisation, mm. there's the... the, the $19,000 grossed up limit where you work for the guide dogs or a hospital or somewhere where you can actually salary package onto a card. Um, that's a great way of being able to pay that down on a pre-tax basis. Now, that's not available to everybody because it's okay. directly tied to um, who employs you. But that's a great way for those that have that facility available to them, a great way to be able to get things sort of paid on a pre-tax basis with a portion of your remuneration. I think as well, moving into the new year, look to try and direct debit things. I think people have a greater capacity to fund things with smaller bite-sized pieces. Mm. You know, so if your body corporate is full $5,000, think about maybe having a direct debit set up on a fortnightly or a weekly basis just so that that, that, that lump sum doesn't come as it always does with the phone bill, the electricity bill, yeah. the gas bill, mm. the car registration. They all seem to turn up. It's like they have a chat to each other, all our bills, and they say, listen, we're going to drop this on him on this day. Um, try and direct debit some stuff and, and, and get that done so that, again, you're just sort of spreading out the payments and your cash flow over 12 months. I find that makes a big difference when it comes to trying to find the ad hoc problems like a blown up dishwasher. So there's a few things there that people can do to try and sort of get their cards 
um, keep them under control, but also then fix things if they do go a little crazy. Okay, let's summarise for a couple of minutes. We've only got a couple of minutes, but uh, some of the key things people can do to start the year on the right foot financially and yep. where you go. So I'd actively save into an account that is not your working account. So have a separate account that you can direct money to. Use technology. If you want to automate something, create a direct debit and automate it. If you want to invest, use a micro-investing app. Um, Raise is one that comes to mind. Um, there's plenty out there, but that's automated. It sweeps out of your bank account and there's something that you can start with a very small balance. Um, find savings in all of your fixed costs in the new year. Um, and, and, and take things to market, electricity, gas, car, regos. It pays to shop things around because it's just lazy tax if you don't look at those expenses. Set short-term goals and review them. As we said before the ad break, don't set a 12-month goal. Set something for the first quarter. What am I going to do in January, February, and March? And at the end of March, did I hit that goal? If you did, reward yourself and then set your next one. I find that's a much better way of staying engaged than trying to do something right through to the end of December. Um, and if you live in a communal house, you live with some friends, you rent with some friends, get everybody involved. Do it as a family. Mm -hmm. It's easy to lose weight as a family. It's easy to save money as a family. If everybody in your home or where you live is engaged in it and, and they have the ability to do that, you know, get everybody on the same page and you can all move forwards together. Yeah, I thought uh, one of the, these outstanding ones was automate everything that you need mm. uh, so you can do, you know, you don't have to think about it, it's all done for you. Basically. Exactly, yeah. automation is the key to, to repetition. Okay, we better find out, oh, were you working over, no, you wouldn't be working no, over no Christmas. Chance. No, no chance. not a hope Snowflakes. in hell. Snowflakes. No, no, <laughs> not a hope no. in hell. But the girls, the girls will be back in the office on the 8th of January. Um, the office number is still 62604749 if you'd like to call up from that time and see if we've got some room in March. Um, we've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify, and Smart Money Strategy, Your Ultimate Guide to Financial Planning, would make a wonderful Christmas gift, and that's available at Dimex, CBD, Amazon, and Booktopia. Okay, YouTube? Oh, yeah, we've, we've got the show on YouTube. Yeah. Envision Financial Canberra is the, the reference there, and we've All also right. got... Uh, the strategy stacker on the Tiki Tocker. Good idea. Look, have a wonderful Christmas you and too, a wonderful mate. New Year. We will catch up in 2024 at some stage. Beautiful. Look and forward to it. Likewise. Take care. Take mate. care. Uh, Luke Smith from Envision Financial back uh, sometime soon. Don't go away.